0: Women have the special tonight. Bibles to 1st Samuel 8 18 we'll start off there all right 1st Samuel 8 18 all right just on this subject here when does God hear when does God hear 1st Samuel 8 18 the word of God states and you shall cry out in that day because of your king which you shall have chosen you and the lord will not hear you in that day there are times that the bible mentions you don't think about this a lot and i know i think we've discussed this years gone back that is there are there times are there times when god does not hear our prayer and then when does god specifically say hey i'm listening You've got my attention, and that's what I'm after tonight. That's what God is after your heart tonight. God wants your attention. Now, if you will, head to Proverbs chapter 1. Right off the bat in this uh, series of Proverbs, most of them penned by Solomon, in the very first one, and... uh Just a quick reminder, to some, Proverbs makes an excellent daily devotional book. Whatever day of the week, or excuse me, day of the month it is, that's a good proverb to do. So today, obviously, it's the 10th. We should read Proverbs chapter 10. And then, of course, the days that has one month or 31 days, you could take that day or less than that. You can double up at the end. Or take the day off, depending on the month. But in Proverbs chapter one, beginning with verse twenty-four, and now we're we're going to pretty much go in order. That was in First Samuel. We'll have this scripture in Proverbs one, and we're just going to I'm going to give your Bible a little exercise tonight. But talking about when does God not hear us? I'm, we're going to be and this kind of is my thought. We're bringing up the subject of revival during our business meeting tonight. We were really supposed to bring it up in our one in January, but remember that's whenever we had the floods and everything, and it was pretty uh, chaotic, plus we had half the crowd of this crowd that we normally do. This is our typical number for our Sunday night, and so, it's so glad that you're here, and, uh, but Looking at this, so thinking about, well, I want God to speak to me every Sunday, but especially during revival. I really want to hear a word from God all the time. Every time I open his word and pray to him, I want him to speak to my heart. And God should be speaking to your heart. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 24. Because I have called, God did, and yet you refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have said it not, all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity, I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me. But I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose what? The fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth or listening and you pay attention unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. I met a man one time whenever I was still a seminary student in Minden, Louisiana. This was back in the mid to late 80s. And... We were discussing uh, going to church. He said, I haven't been to church. And it was, I think the number was 40 years. He said, God burned me. And I told God that I never wanted to hear from him ever again. And didn't want to ever go into another church. Basically, he prayed that God's Holy Spirit would leave him alone. He said, and God has never bothered me since. I would hate to be in that man's, that's right, situation, shoes, to think that God never bothered, if that's true, I'm I'm just going on what he said, that he asked God, leave me alone. Leave me alone and never bother me again. That's a sad state to be in. Because even as we we as Christians, we should desire God to bother us. We should desire God to speak to us. But according to the previous verse, which had the relationship, of course, of Israel with their king, and then here is just it's uh, it's a general audience. That if we if we go away from God, He says, "I'll sit back and let you." Eat the fruit of your doings. I'll let you go through, and I won't bother you until you are down on your knees. He says he's going to sit back. He says in several places in his word, I'll, I'll laugh when you stumble. And I'll laugh at your calamity. That's that's a place we don't need to be. A place we shouldn't desire uh, so these are times when you, when does God not listen to your prayer? When you go against Him, when you go away from Him, and Lord help us if we ever actually tell God to leave us alone. He might do it. And if He does, there's not a whole lot of places to turn if He's not there. Mm-hmm. Let's head now to Isaiah 59. The largest and, of course, most well-known of the major... You know, there's minor prophets. I often wondered, you know, who come up with that term, major and minor. I think it's just due with their size, obviously. But in Isaiah 59, this is one of the major prophets. They were all important. Isaiah 59 and 2, this is, uh, to some of you, a very well-known verse. It says, But your iniquities... Have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not hear. Not hear what? Anything we have to say. So sin can definitely come between us and God. Again, what do we have here? When does not God not hear our prayer? When we sin willfully here. Whenever we turn from Him and go out on our own, which is of course in Proverbs, choosing the wrong king there, going just against God in, in, I, in 1 Samuel. Now head to Matthew chapter 6. There's a couple, this one is well known, but then I'll get to one that's not as well known. I was doing some research on it uh, a few months ago. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14. This is right after the model prayer, and many of you are familiar with this. You might have it marked. The model prayer, of course, is uh, beginning with verse 9 down through 13 and then 14 and 15 Matthew 6:14-14 If you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly Father will also forgive you but if you forgive not men their trespasses neither will your Father forgive your trespasses of course this is in relation to the the first one or the last one and Isaiah was in relation to our sin this one here is in relation to our relationship with others if we hold unforgiveness Or bitterness, or animosity towards somebody else. God says, if you hold that in your heart, I won't listen to your prayers. It'll be, you know. And I want to go ahead and admit to you, and I think this is true for all of us, that I know I can think of several what I call dry times spiritually in my life, where I, I just felt and it and I and I really couldn't pinpoint. Why? I felt spiritually dry. I've spent, You could say it this way. I felt spiritually thirsty. I, and, and I said, Lord, I, I don't know what's going on. And I would, folks, I think sometimes when we go through those dry times, when you go through those times where you just can't figure it out, there's something empty in my heart. And, and I really don't understand it, folks. Really and truly, God allows those times so you'll hit your knees. God allows those times so you'll fall humbly before Him. I believe that with all my heart. He wants us humble. God uses humble servants. God uses servants who are not ashamed to be on their knees before Him. And I've been through those dry times as just a church member and as a pastor. And I can say I'm reading my Bible. I'm studying. I think I'm praying. I think my prayers are getting past the ceiling. I think it's all going okay, but something's not there. It's just like something's not clicking. It's a dry time. And you know what? I think God just uh, again allows that. So I'll really hit my knees and maybe, as you say, shift gears in my prayer life. Maybe I need to shift gears a little bit. Get a little bit more serious if there is such a thing. Remember how you'd like to describe it. Turn one more place, so another time, of course, if, if there's unforgiveness or bitterness in our heart, God will not listen to our prayers. And uh, so, when God doesn't hear. Mark chapter 15, just a few pages over, not far, the next gospel. Mark chapter 15. This is an interesting one. This is only on one occasion. This has nothing to do with me or you. But I just figured I would throw it in. When does God not hear? The the very famous passage about Christ's crucifixion. He's on the cross. It says in very uh, plain English in verse 33 that it was about the sixth hour. There's darkness over the whole land. Which uh, means that, you know, as one fellow said, it was sundown at noon. It went totally black-dark at noontime. That's the sixth hour in a Jewish day. And then about the ninth hour, in other words, right before Jesus died, he uttered these words, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And whether you look it up in the Aramaic, which is Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabachthani, Aramaic, or you look it up here in the Greek, the word forsaken, Sabachthani or forsaken. You know what it means? It means this, totally abandoned, utterly forsaken. God turned his back upon his son, Jesus. He wouldn't listen to him. He didn't look at him. He didn't look at him or listen to him. Folks, Jesus could have cried out. Matter of fact, he did. And his own father would not hear. Now, what is there any significance to that? Now, most of us as Bible students and and Christians, you know, we have a, some some things we believe about this. Number one, I think, especially at the sixth hour, the sins of the entire... Career, you can say, well, it went all the way back to the Garden of Gethsemane when he swept great drops of blood. That's fine. Maybe it all started there. We really... The Bible doesn't say this, but I know this. I do know this. <clears throat> Everybody's sins that's ever lived was placed on Jesus. Does that make sense? Everybody's sins that's ever lived was placed on Jesus. And at whatever point in time that was, whether it's cumulative or whether it was immediate, which means that did he pour it out or did he slam it on him? But I know this, the Bible says that there was darkness that occurred at the at noon. Boom. Black darkness. And at the ninth hour, which is three hours later, of course, what does he say? Why did you why God my father why did you forsake me why have you and of course jesus in his frailty and he was still human as well as god i don't understand that all i know is is he it was separated there for a time and for the first time in eternity god and jesus are separated you ever think about that first time in eternity god and jesus are separated It says it right there. And the word forsaken again, the word forsaken, it literally means to be left behind on purpose. To be left behind on purpose. God didn't hear anything he said. He turned his back on his son. But of course, as Jesus was in the tomb for three days and three nights, the Bible says it this way, that God raised him from the dead. God, so so if you put it all in, in light, who raised, did you say Jesus raised himself, not according to the Bible. The Bible says God raised Jesus from the dead. That's right. The power was in God's hands to reach down. I don't know how it all works, but I just believe it. I don't know. As a great study. But I just want to show you some places real quick. Finally, when does God hear? Well, God does listen to our prayers. And, of course, uh, you don't have to turn there. I'll just quote it to you, but you can if you want to. One of the most famous salvation verses in the Bible. Romans ten thirteen. For whosoever shall... Name of the Lord shall be... There you go. Y'all are awake. Hey, praise the Lord. For whosoever so. If you're calling on the Lord, you're praying, and what does He say? I'll hear. They shall be saved. didn't say might get saved, would get saved, could get saved. It said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, will be saved. So guess when God hears, your, He's longing for everybody to pray. What prayer? The prayer of salvation. So He hears those prayers. And then, of course, this is a good one. You can turn, if you don't have this in underline, you need to underline it. And that's in uh, 1 John. If you write in your Bible, you may not, I don't know. 1 John chapter 1. And verse 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So there's two two times right now that we know of that God hears our prayer. First John or excuse me, Romans ten thirteen, the prayer of salvation. Now here is the prayer of repentance. The prayer of repentance, first John one, nine and ten. Of course you can back up to verse seven. Seven through ten is gorgeous is awesome. So, two prayers, when you get saved and when you repent, and then finally when uh and I will call this one here when we need revival. When we need revival, the very famous verse, 2 Chronicles 7:14. 2 Chronicles 7:14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Seek my face. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Thank the Lord. He hears our prayer for revival. And that famous Shakespearean play To be Or not to be That is the question Well the quote Tonight needs to be to hear Or not To hear Is God hearing our prayer Is God Hearing the prayer Of promised land Is God Hearing your prayer tonight is there something hindering you is there something are you in a dry season tonight remember what i told you was the answer to a dry season i defined it didn't i a dry season means spiritually you feel empty you feel burdened and you feel like you can't figure it out you feel empty you feel burdened and you can't figure it out it's dry and the only way to to get it right is to hit your knees. Whether literally or figuratively, just say, God, I'm empty, and only you can fill me. If that's your case tonight, let the Lord fill your heart to fill it with his fellowship, with his joy, as we prepare for a hymn of invitation. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer, Father? As we bow before you, I I ask that you would just let your Holy Spirit be in control tonight and, Father, that you would fill our, our cup, hear our prayer, revive our church. If there's any hindrances in our lives, May we lay them at Your feet and give them up to You. In Jesus' name, Amen.